Amen. I love what I feel in this house. Perfect atmosphere and environment to get into the word of the Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning over to the book of John chapter 10 and verse 27. John chapter 10 and verse 27. So grateful for the presence of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say it's so good to have the Deathridge family. Amen. World travelers coming back from some of their travels and being in church with us here tonight. Amen. Praise God. We love them. And uh, pray God's blessing on them in Jesus' name. And then the little preacher. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. John chapter 10 and verse 27. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I'd like to teach for a few moments on this subject. We've been spending the last six months or so talking about prayer, and, and I want to hopefully help somebody uh, on this, this topic here tonight, learning how to hear from God, learning how to hear from God. And for your sake, I'm calling it part one so I don't do everything I got here tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to praise God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray that God would speak to us here tonight. Lord, we thank you for the, the word that we've already experienced. Amen. That living word that's in this house, transforming lives, touching minds, God. Pray, Lord, that you take that spirit that we feel, God, infuse us with it here tonight through your word, God, to grow in grace and in truth and the knowledge, amen, of your dear son in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. Learning how to hear from God. This is probably one of the most sought after subjects and probably one of the number one questions that I have ever been asked by somebody that I've been teaching Bible studies to, saints of God, and uh, young people. It's that question, how can I hear from God? I think that there's a reason for that. Because innately inside of every individual, there is a desire to hear the voice of God. Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. The Bible says and prophesies, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 15. Jesus says this multiple times throughout the New Testament. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And Revelations would say, he that hath ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I believe that we are living in that day that Amos looked uh, further ahead and saw that there was a famine coming, not of bread, nor thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Now, I want to define that clearly for us here tonight. 
it is not a famine of the word of the Lord. It is not a famine of access to the word of the Lord. It is not a famine of education surrounding the word of the Lord. But there is a famine of people's ability to hear the word of the Lord. Can I set it plain in this generation? We have got access, amen, to more information than we know what to do with. From the click of our fingers, we can access, if you want to know what a unicorn was in the Bible, you can Google it. You've got access without pulling out a concordance, without pulling out a dictionary. You can get on your phone, and you can even find the Strong's Amen number, and you can find exactly what it means in the original text, all from an application on our phone. There is not a famine of the Word of God in this generation. Amen. There are, there are, there are thousands, amen, probably millions, amen, of websites, billions, if you will, that are dedicated to trying to propagate, amen, the Word of God, amen, into our society. There is a lot of information. There are blogs that are written. There are vlogs that are spoken. There are podcasts, and there are different different colleges and programs, all designed to try and teach the Word of God from every flavor under the sun. But there was a famine that was coming of hearing the Word of the Lord. He said, my sheep hear my voice. A good determining factor whether or not you're one of God's sheep and not a goat is whether or not you can hear the voice of God. Amen. It is a fact that we have all this information available to us. But Jesus was letting forth and putting a revelation out there, amen, for us to grab a hold of that he was giving to the religious of his day. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Because it is possible to have ears on our head and yet not know how to use them. Jesus multiple times would heal the deaf. And I think that God wants to do that for some of us here tonight. I know I'm teaching. I didn't come to preach. But I do believe that he's going to lay hands on somebody's ears. And they're going to hear God like they never heard God. Do you believe that? I think we ought to lift up our hands and pray, God, let it be me. Open up my ears. Open my understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe that God wants to open our ears. I don't believe uh, that it is the will of God for us to be spiritually deaf to his voice. I believe that he is just like he was with Adam. His voice was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. But Adam was not around to hear it. And we've got to make it up in our mind that wherever the voice of God is going to be at, I want to be there. Wherever God is speaking and whenever God is speaking, I want to make it up in my mind. I will be there with my ears open and attuned to his voice. Amen. And so we've got we've to make sure that if we're going to be his sheep, we hear his voice. But that leads us to our question. How can I hear from God? Now, I taught last week, and if you haven't heard it, you can definitely go back. I talked about meditation, uh, or, or if I would put it in modern vernacular, the ability to pause and to think and to consider. And I think that that is the posture that is necessary for somebody to truly hear from God. It's not always that God yells, but often that God whispers. 
And with the noise that is surrounding us in our society and with the busyness of life, it is so easy to get wrapped up where we forget to take moments where we step aside and say, Lord, I've got to hear your voice. I've heard, I've heard the voice of everything out there. I've heard the voice of, of our world, of the media. I've heard the voice of social media. I've heard the voice of everything that's going on. But, God, I want to take a moment, and I want to pause, and I've got to get attuned to hearing your voice. It's the one voice that counts. Amen. But I want to I want to state this for those that maybe are saying, I'd love to hear God's voice, but I don't know if God speaks. Genesis 1 and 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. One of the first things God ever did was speak. Genesis 8 and 15, and God spake unto Noah. This is after Noah received grace from the Lord. What was that grace? That God Almighty would speak to him. Genesis 12 and 1, and the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. It was the voice of God that called to a sinner by the name of Abram and said, could you come up out of all of that? Because God still speaks to people. Exodus 24 and 12, and the Lord said unto Moses, amen, God is still interested in speaking, amen, to leaders, amen, and telling them, come up the mountain. Don't stay down there with everybody else, amen. Don't stay down there and think like everybody else thinks, but come up a little higher to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee a tablet, and I'll give you stones, and I'll give you a law, and I'll give you commandments, amen. God still speaks to leaders to come up a little higher, to think a little higher, to view a little higher so that they can lead. Praise God. Acts chapter 9 and verse 5. Amen. Jesus is speaking after Paul is being converted. Saul of Tarsus says, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. God is still reaching for people with his voice. For those that would say the voice of God is it's just for antiquity. It's just for olden times. God does not speak. I've come, to, I've come to punch that devil in the eye. God still speaks to his church. God still speaks to his church. God still speaks to leaders. God still speaks to sinners. Amen. I want you to know that while we're in church, we're not the only ones hearing from God. But there's some souls of Tarsus sitting on a bar stool tonight that God is leading. Amen. No man comes to the Father except the Spirit draw. The Spirit of God is going. Amen. Where we are not able to go. The Spirit of God is drawing. And God is still speaking. Amen. Let's lift up our hands and let's magnify him. Is anybody thankful that God spoke to you, that God would reach for you, that God would reach for me? Oh, I feel him. I feel him. Amen. If God did not speak, Jesus would not have said, my sheep know my voice. Jesus is intending on us knowing his voice. One of the ways to know the voice of God is frequency. Now, I don't have time here today to talk about it. We'll talk about it from a different standpoint at another time more in depth when we talk about the conscience. But, but both God and the devil use human agency to communicate. Amen. It is the devil that is possessing a man that when Jesus steps into church, yes, because the devil comes to church too. And Jesus shows up as well because Jesus goes to church as well. And that devil said, leave us alone because that's exactly what the devil says when he comes to church. I don't want to change. I don't want to grow. Leave me alone. Uh, but Jesus says, I rebuke you. Be quiet because your voice is not important, but the voice of God is important. Amen. 
but Jesus is there, and the devil shows up, and he's they're both working on human agency. Amen. God will speak directly to a man. God will speak through a man. Amen. And the devil will do the exact same thing. He will speak to a man or a woman, and, and he will speak through a man or a woman. Amen. And this is why when people first get saved, some of the first barriers that they face is family and friends. People that didn't care that you were lost and undone, messed up, all of a sudden they think, well, you got to be careful. You might have joined a cult. I know my family tried to physically stop me from coming to the building because they thought, well, you you, you got to be careful. They became religious theologians. They didn't care when I was going to the parties. They didn't care when I was depressed and suicidal. They didn't care when I was not living up to my potential. But now all of a sudden that I found something worth living for. And I, I don't say that everybody's possessed of the devil. Please understand. Amen. But I do believe that there's influence because the devil and God are both trying to influence humanity. And, and, and God will often do the same thing. He will use somebody. This is why if I were to ask, amen, who, who here, in fact, I'll do it right now. Who here was brought to church by a friend or a family member? Praise God. Uh, I'll even say this, if you were raised in church, you were brought by a friend or a family member. You may not think your parents are your friends, but that's all right. They were uh, just about 99% of us. How many just walked randomly into church? Okay, we got one. All right, praise God. Okay, two. All right, praise God. So if we think about it from that standpoint, it was a friend or a family member in which God was using that individual. He was using human agency. Can I tell you, every one of us that raised our hand, including myself, I want you to know, you heard from God. Amen. Which also lets me know that if you go tell somebody about Jesus, you are being the voice of God. You might think you're just speaking English or Spanish or Thai, but no, 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 no. You are speaking from the Word of God. Praise God. And so, so God uses human agency, and we'll, we'll talk more in depth about that, and so does the devil. But, but we do know that there is an influence in the mind of man. We've talked about it several times, but the carnal mind is the enemy of God. It is always resisting the change God brings. It is always resisting uh, the word from God. Uh, one way to know whether or not it is God or your flesh or the devil is that the devil will not tell you to pray. Your flesh will not tell you to pray. Uh, your flesh will not tell you to forgive people. The devil will not tell you to forgive people, but the Holy Ghost will. Amen. The Holy Ghost will tell you to obey the word of God. Your flesh certainly won't. It seeks the path of least resistance like water. Man, that carnal mind is in opposition to everything that God is and everything God stands for, including his voice. And this is why people, when they first, amen, are feeling the draw of God, it's, it's the voice of friends and family members. But then there's this little voice in the back of their head that says, if I live for God, I can't do, I can't go. And, and, and there, the Bible says that your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And that's talking about the carnal heart or the carnal mind. It's resisting the voice of God. But this is why we need the Holy Ghost, which is the washing of regeneration. Amen. The renewing of our mind. We've got to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. We've got to make sure if we're going to know the voice of God, first, it's going to be frequency. But secondly, we've got to make sure that we eliminate any barrier that would hinder us from hearing the voice of God. 
We've got to put our flesh down and say, no flesh, amen, what I have to hear from God is more important than what you have to say. We've got to push the voices of other people out. We've got to push the voice of our modern day and present evil world out. We've got to push the voice of the devil out, and we've got to push our flesh down and say, Lord, I've got to hear from you. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Praise God. And so we've got to make sure we are, we, are, we are praying, and that's why we've been talking about prayer so much. One of the hindrances to hearing from God is we have been so carnal for so long that we can't, we can't, we can't see. God's word could come by, slap us in the face, and we wouldn't know it. <laughs> but when we pray, we're able to say, okay, I can notice and I recognize that's from God. Amen. It helps us to recognize his voice. Amen. There's a few areas, and I don't have time to talk about everything. That's why we're going to do two parts to this here tonight or in the next uh, week or so. Uh, but one of the first avenues, if not the first avenue in which God speaks, is through creation. He speaks through natural laws. He speaks through the common and through the, uh, the ordinary. This is the first avenue of which God is letting his voice be heard. Psalms chapter 19 and verse number one, the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Amen. In other words, you can't escape the voice of God even if you were to travel to some indigenous country in the middle of nowhere. Amen. Creation itself is crying out. Amen. As, as Romans 8 would say, that all of creation is groaning. Amen. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Amen. Nature itself is teaching us something. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. The Bible says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. There will never be one person that said, I did not know there was a God. There will not be one individual that will that, say, I didn't think that God could exist. At, that, that everything that is invisible can be comprehended and understood by the things which now appear, even as eternal power and Godhead. And as the psalmist would write, that there is no language, there is no speech where the voice of God is not being heard. God is crying and God is speaking, amen, through his creation. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and 14. I promise I'll relate this to us here in a moment. Doth not nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. Now, we could go into this principle, and I'll teach this at another time. Uh, but what is being presented by the Apostle Paul is he's saying, amen, to people that if you can't hear from any other word from God, if you can't ever hear the other, any, any other voice from God, you have got to look at even nature itself is crying and it is speaking to us. Amen. All right, I'm going to bring it home for some of us. Did you know you can get a word from God from your every ordinary daily life? Amen. All right, I'll help somebody. It was Solomon who asked for wisdom from God, and there was not always a booming voice from heaven that was giving him this deep revelation and word from God. But as Solomon was going through his life, he looked down and he saw a little ant. 
And he started to think, and God began to speak to him through that ant. He said, consider the ant, thou sluggard. It gathers, though it has no one telling it what to do, and it waits and it gathers during this time of harvest so that when it comes winter time, it has plenty and more than enough. He would look around and he would see a spider that somehow, some way, though it's the littlest of creatures, it has made its way into king's palaces. And when you look through the book of Proverbs, you will see that is exactly how God is giving wisdom to Solomon. It is how God is giving him, amen, he is speaking with his voice of creation amen he is trying to give him laws and a word from God simply by looking at and Solomon would then tell us uh, to consider the ant which lets us know we can't be lazy we can't be sluggish we've got to work while it's day and we can look at all of these natural laws gravity we can look at the things that surround us you know sometimes I'll drive and I'll see I'll see something and 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 I, and this might—I know some people take this too far. They go too far on this. Amen. If it contradicts the word of God, you're not hearing from God. So that's an—that's another thing we'll get into here in a moment. That's the next thing I'm going to talk about. But there's times where you see something, and and God will be God will speak to you through that and say that's exactly how you are. Anybody ever had that happen? Or maybe there's something in your ordinary day life, amen, that's just in the natural, amen, and you see it, and, and it just speaks to you. I mean, it, it could be something as simple as a stop sign. And you realize, man, I need to stop once in a while. Speed limit, man, I need to slow down in life. Turn right, I need to get right. You know, there's just, there's all different ways God can speak to you. But, but Solomon was able to look and observe the natural things, amen. And as Romans would say that, that the visible things help us to get a revelation of the invisible things. And God's voice is speaking and God's voice is crying to us. God will speak to us through these natural things. That if, if, you, if you were to, you know, if you were to take a horse and you were to ride it and, and push it to its limit, and you never fed it, never stopped, never gave it water, never gave it food, it would die. And there's some folks who would still ride that horse. <laughs> but there's a lesson there. You need to do exactly what we taught on last week. you got to pause. Take a break. Take a break. Take a breather. Amen. Get a snack. Take a nap. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's some, there's some lessons from life there that we can get from the simplest of things. And can you believe it? God is speaking to us through that. You know, we learn things about God by looking at nature. He's not chaotic. In fact, he takes chaos and he brings it into order. He tells the sea, you can only come this far. Yeah, and if God will do that in the, in the natural, how do you think he wants us to live? This is why you'll see a wild man of Gadara who's naked, who's crying and cutting himself in the tombs and in the mountains, amen, and nothing can bind him. And all of a sudden, when, he gets, when Jesus comes by, amen, there's just some natural laws, amen, that come into play when Jesus comes to his life. He's now sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to continue on here tonight. So, so sometimes, it's, it's always, sometimes it's in the ordinary that God is speaking to us. And God is trying to give us understanding. And God is trying to give us wisdom. But we've got to be willing to pause and look towards it and find the wisdom of life. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Another way that we hear from God, and I would say that it's, it's the quickest way and the best way to get a word from God, is to open up this book. 
All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That literally means God breathed. The study of pneumatology is the study of the spirit. Pneuma is where we get wind, we get breath. Amen. When he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost, when there was a rushing mighty wind that filled all the house where they were sitting and they were all filled with the pneuma, with the wind of God, with the breath of God, as Adam was in the book of Genesis, he was filled with the breath of God. Amen. Can you believe that when you open up scriptures, it's just like you getting the Holy Ghost, amen, for the first time. And he can start breathing things into you. He can give you a fresh word from an old word. He can give you something that you did not possess from something that maybe has sat on your nightstand for six months. Uh, amen. God can give you personal application right where you are. Amen. From a story that was written 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 years ago. We can look in this word, and all of a sudden, God can start giving us, amen, a word. He can start speaking to us through his written word. Preacher, I need a word from God. 66 books right there. Amen. If we get in this book, I promise it will revolutionize. It will revolutionize our walk with God. It will revolutionize our prayer life. Amen. We will look at God through the right lens. Amen. When we get in that scripture, you don't have to wait for church. Amen. To feel inspired. Amen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. You need motivation or inspiration, grab the Bible. Open it up. Find somebody else who's been going through it. Well, I feel like everything's going wrong in my life. You open up the book of Job and you'll get inspiration. He lost everything. He's scraping boils off of his body. And he's saying, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. And it can give you inspiration to continue. Can you, you heard the voice of God through his word saying, if Job can do it, you can do it. You can look at somebody like Peter who curses, who denies he even knows God. You can make the biggest mistake of your life. And 43 days later, he is preaching the first church service of church history on the day of Pentecost. And God can speak to you and say, if I can do that with Peter, it doesn't matter your mistakes. I can do that A lot of times our, our, our misconceptions of God come from a lack of, of understanding of his word. We think God's just mean, looking to beat us. That's not God. That's not God. He goes, Peter, I prayed for you that when you are converted, I pray for you that you're faithful not, but when you're converted, strengthen your brethren, which lets us know that even when we are about to make a mistake, before we even make the mistake, God says, I believe in you. Well, I'm preaching some good messages right now. Guess what? I didn't have to study for that. I read the Bible, and it was right there. Guess what? You don't, have to, you don't have to necessarily look it up on Holy Ghost Radio, but you can open up your Bible, and God will speak to you through that word. I know it's in black and white. I know it's in red and white, but he can give you a word about your life. He can speak to you about your future. He can tell you what to do. He can tell you where to go. Oh, somebody clap your hands if you're thankful for the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Talk about all that at another time, but it's profitable for doctrine. People get all wacky. They get all messed up when they don't have the Bible in front of them. 
they start getting quirky doctrines. Quirky doctrines that are just dispelled in, in the Bible. <laughs> one man esteems one day above another, another does not. If he does not, he does it not unto the Lord. If he does, he does it unto the Lord. Amen. This would stop a lot of bickering for some folks. If they just realize, leave everyone alone and let them serve God on their own. Oh, praise God. But it's right there. And he could speak to us and say, hey, just leave people. Let them do their thing. Amen. Doctrine for reproof, for correction. Amen. You don't have to sit in my office. You can read the Bible, and he will correct you. Amen. In fact, that, that makes it a whole lot, it makes it a whole lot better for the both of us because then you don't hate me and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to just slither my way through and help hopefully do it in a way that doesn't hurt anybody but at the same time tell them the truth but, you know, them not get bitter or offended at me. Amen. If we open up our Bibles, it would do a lot of counseling. Hallelujah. Opening up. The Bible says he is the mighty counselor. Amen. The wonderful counselor. He is, he is better at it than anything else. Amen. You don't need to pay somebody $150 an hour. You can open up the Bible and it'll say, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and he gave himself for it. And if we can live that, we're doing all right because that's really difficult. Amen. That's real difficult, but he still, amen, has a way. And then, and then for the ladies, let me help you. Right before they says, uh, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. But, but husbands, in order to have that happen, we've got to make sure that we are loving as Christ loved the church. And if we can ever get a hold of those two things, it would fix 99% of the problems. But it wasn't from a preaching message. It wasn't from a counseling sermon. Amen. No, it was right there in the word of God. And we opened it up and God spoke with his voice. Oh, somebody praise God. God speaks, amen, God speaks through his word. Number three, God speaks through what I call the spoken word, or as the Bible would call it, the rhema word. It is a, it is a fit word in the right season. Amen, John 14 and 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And we talked about the Holy Ghost a little while ago. That it, it convicts the world of sin and of righteousness. In other words, the Holy Ghost works in two ways. It works on commission of sin and omission of right things. Amen. It'll tell you don't do that. And it'll tell you do that. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost does. But here we're seeing from the voice standpoint, from his speaking, that he will, he will teach you all things and he will bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever has been said. Amen. God is able. We didn't just get the Holy Ghost to speak in tongues, amen, once in a while, but we got the Holy Ghost so we would have, amen, the, the power of God, the Spirit of God living inside of us. And, and we are, this is what the Bible talks about, walking in the Spirit that we would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. And it's God, God on the inside saying, hey, uh, I wouldn't go there if I were you. I wouldn't do that. You know, maybe you should hold back there. Maybe don't say that. And, and he will teach you and he will teach me. But at the same time, he will not contradict his written word he will remind us amen of all the things he has already said and there's something powerful about that that we can hear a sermon 15 years ago and God can bring that word back to you and he brings it back to your remembrance and it builds your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it's not necessarily a new word. It's the fact that the Holy Ghost has stirred it up on the inside of you and it brings it back into your memory. 
And it could be just as powerful as if you were in that service again. It could just be as powerful, amen, as if you're a new convert sitting on that pew. Hallelujah. I've got many times where I've, I've been in binds and I've been in positions where I, I didn't know what to do. And, and, and immediately the Holy Ghost will remind me what my pastor did. And, and he will teach me and he will guide me. And then there's times where I, I, I've, got, I've, I've, got a, I've got something going on. And God will bring back an old word or an old promise. And this is what he told Timothy. Stir up the gift that is within you that was given by the laying on of hands. Sometimes we've got to have God remind us, and other times we've got to have God lead us and teach us. Amen. In other words, this spoken word, when God speaks to us, it comes as a revelation from the Holy Ghost. I, I just, I've done it a few times where I've been driving down the road, and I've just felt the Holy Ghost rise up on me. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, it's not a, a, a church moment, but it's, a, it's, it's one of those moments where God is giving me instruction, and he's trying to help me. Give me revelation, a deeper understanding about life, about myself, about ministry, whatever the case may be. And, and this moment, this rhema, this spoken word of God, uh, it comes as almost an aha moment. He'll bring things to your mind. He'll bring things to your memory. Amen. He'll give you revelations. Not one of them will contradict his word. Amen. I think I said it last week, but, but nobody's going to say that God told them to leave their spouse for another spouse. Doesn't happen. That was, you did not hear from God. Amen. In fact, his word will never be contradicted. Amen. Uh, but, but this is what happens with Peter. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. He's saying you didn't get this from where you were educated. You didn't get this from your bloodline. But God deposits it. What happened right there in that moment? He got a spoken word from God. Now, I, I don't know exactly how it happened, and I'm going to be talking about this over the next little bit. I don't know if it was a word in the back of his head. I don't know if it was an audible voice like it was when Jesus was baptized. This is my beloved son in whom I well please. All I do know is that Peter got a revelation, and he got it up here in his mind, and he let it come out of his mouth. Got a word. But can you believe it? After he got that word of who God was, I preached about it on Sunday. God gave him a word of who he is. I say unto you, Simon, thou art Peter. And this is why when we get a hold of a, when we, get the, when we start praying and we get a hold of, of the, we get full of the Holy Ghost, that God will start telling us the root of why we are the way we are. Amen. Jacob, you've been lying, cheating, and stealing because you have felt like you are behind in life. You are behind Esau. And when he comes back the second time, he says, I'll, I'll bless you, but before I bless you, i got to know who you are. And he goes, hey, for the first time in my life, I'm going to be honest, I'm Jacob. And God blessed him there as who he was. Amen. God will give us words about life. God will give us words about our future. God will give us words about ourselves. He'll even bring back his word to us. And everybody said, Amen. God can speak to us in many ways. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. The same thing that he just said about all scripture. In other words, when we're preaching, we've got to preach scripture. Amen. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Amen. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. The Bible says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy 
Ghost. Can I tell you here today that when you come to church and you hear preaching and teaching, whether it's myself or it's anybody else that comes through and they get up behind this pulpit and they open up their Bibles and they begin to read from the Word of God and then they begin to preach to you what they got in prayer, what they got, amen, from the Lord, that it is a word from God. You are hearing the voice of God. Amen. Some people think they're just coming to hear a sermonette for Christianettes. No, 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 no. Amen. There's somebody that's been laboring in doctrine. They've been laboring in the word. They've been, they've been praying. They've been seeking God. And God says, I want to give you a word. Amen. Can you believe that, that God uses preaching? That's why the Bible says he chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that would believe. It's foolish that a sinful, amen, messed up individual would be telling other sinful, messed up individuals what God said. Amen. But God uses the weak things of the world to confound the wise. God uses the things that are not to put it not the things that are. God uses what doesn't seem like much, and he makes a whole lot out of it. When you come to church, guess what? You're hearing the voice of God. You hear a preacher get up and say, it's time to worship. Guess what? It's not time to sit back with the arms folded. It's time to worship. Why? Because God's inserting that. When he says it's time to pray, guess what? It's time to pray because we're hearing from the voice of God. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give him praise. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for every preaching I have ever received. I'm thankful for every teaching I ever received. I'm thankful for every evangelist. I'm thankful for every pastor. I'm thankful for every prophet that ever brought a word to me and my family. Somebody clap your hands. Let's lift up our hands and let's love him. Come on. Come on. You can get a word of, from God in church. You can get a word from God in preaching. Amen. It can come in the middle of the service. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. This is the last one I'm going to be talking about tonight. Amen. These are, the, these are the ordinary. These are the simple, not the spectacular. But I want you to know you can hear the voice of God every time you hear preaching, every time you hear teaching. Uh, you can hear the voice of God every time you pray and the Holy Ghost is stirred up on the inside of you. You can hear the Word of God when you open your Bible. You can hear the Word of God when you look out and you see how wonderful are the works of His creation. Uh, amen. That He put the stars in the sky. He knows them all by name. That if a sparrow falls, he already knew it. There's lessons. There's a voice of God. We've got to open our ears and say, Lord, speak to me. Let's stand across the bed and lift up our hands in the name of Jesus. Come on, we'll talk about dreams and visions and other things next week. We'll talk about the supernatural next week. Amen. But sometimes we miss the ordinary. Sometimes we miss what seems like the ordinary. And God's voice is speaking. And God's voice is going forth. But we've got to have ears to hear. Praise God. The prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. It's incredible that men would be called men of God. It's incredible that, that somebody would come 
and speak a word. I know it's happened here many, many, many times where God has spoken a direct word to us. And that, that is exactly what Timothy was being told. Preach the word. Now, now there's, there's times where, hopefully never in this church, but people, they call it preaching, but it's not preaching. It's, it's humanism. It's self-help. It's just it's not preaching. If it doesn't go back to the biblical principle, it's not preaching. Preach the word. Now, that doesn't mean you don't use other educational pieces. I think that's right. I think that's good. I think that's, that's showing yourself, amen, uh, fully furnished, amen. But, but there's something about that preaching that sometimes it comes by and it reproves us. It says, you can do better than that. And then there's times where it comes by and it rebukes us. It says, stop doing that. Amen, I'll never forget my dad. He rebuked me a lot. He wasn't even a Christian, but he rebuked me a lot. I went across the road at a diagonal way. Didn't look both ways, and I just heard from the, my dad could, he should have been a preacher. He could scream. And I heard it from a mile away. And, of course, it was the worst thing he could have done because I froze in the middle of the road. And he brought me back, whooped my tail. But he told me, he said, he rebuked me. He said, you don't ever cross the road at a diagonal way. You don't ever cross the road without looking both ways. And I could have said, you're mean. You're rude. You don't care about me. You just only, well. But I realized in that moment, A, he was going to whoop me. <laughs> but B, I realized he loves me. And he knows a car's coming. And if I don't look both ways, I'm going to get hit. You know what preaching is? It says look both ways. Amen. Sometimes the preaching, it doesn't feel good. I've been there, amen, sometimes I don't want to preach what I feel, amen, can I be honest with you, am I telling the truth, elder, sometimes you don't want to say it, but you know if I don't say it, somebody's going to get hit by a spiritual car, rebuke, reprove, exhort them, try to encourage them with all long suffering and doctrine, I love what one person said, heard it quoted this week, please don't judge me on my doctrine by my long suffering, I think it was Elder Morton. Because there's that patience and there's the doctrine. You gotta be patient with people, but you gotta tell them the truth as well. Amen. But there's gonna come a day where people will not endure sound doctrine. You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna say, I don't need church. I don't need a preacher. I don't need anybody to tell me how to live or what to do. You know what they've done? They've cut off the voice of God in their life. This is exactly what happened to Herod. Herod took John the Baptist who told him, you can't have your brother's wife. He was rebuking him. He was telling him it's not right. He was telling him the truth. He was telling, I don't know if it was necessarily in love with John the Baptist, but he was telling him. He was using the word of God. And he cuts his head off. And Jesus stands before him, arms folded. And he says, do a little trick or something, Jesus. And my Bible says he would not speak a word to him. Don't cut off the voice that speaks to you. Week in and week out. I, evangelist, myself, whoever. It could be a lame, it could be somebody in the church that's teaching. Amen. But something is happening in that moment. God is speaking to us. Do you believe it? Acts chapter 10. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard 
the Word of God. Did you know that while, while I am teaching and while I'm preaching, the very thing you've been seeking, the very thing you've been praying for, amen, he was giving alms, he was praying daily, he was a devout man who had been doing this for his whole life, but while he was hearing preaching, God gave him the very thing he'd been praying for. Amen, I want you to know that it might not seem like much, but when you came to church tonight on a Wednesday night, I want you to know you did something very spiritual. You said, God, I got ears, but I'm going to make sure they hear and while I'm teaching, God can deposit something in your heart. While I'm preaching, God can give you a word. Preaching is one of the premier ways in which God speaks to his people. He used to speak through prophets, but now he speaks through preachers. Amen. Ephesians 4.11, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. It's a gift from God. For the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. I'm thankful to be in a church that loves preaching. I'm thankful to be in a house that loves preaching. Amen. Can I tell you that when you hear, amen, preaching, you are hearing the voice of God. Amen. It's natural, but it's supernatural. It's ordinary, but it's extraordinary. Amen. We look in the Old Testament, we find a young man by the name of Samuel, who God is speaking to him. And he goes right to his preacher. You called me. And Eli said, I never called you. We use this. It happens. We've heard it preached. And he goes back and he hears the voice of God again. And it sounds just like the preacher. And he goes back. And he says, you surely called me this time. I didn't call you. Finally, the preacher got, got a real quick understanding. God is calling and it's interesting to me that when God chose to speak, he used, the voice of, of a vo he used a voice in which, amen, that Samuel was already accustomed to. Amen. I, I want you to know you're not going to hear a word from God, amen, other than something. Well, I, you know, God just spoke to me to do X, Y, and Z. I, I, I promise you I wouldn't have said that. So I don't think God's going to speak to you in that respect. But I also do believe that God uses a preacher week in and week out to speak the word of God. And, and we get so attuned to that voice that when God comes by to speak to us, I promise you I'm living proof, amen, that when I would go a certain direction, I'd hear something in my ear. Amen. It was just a voice in the back of my head, and it was the sound of Pastor Rick Mayo in Spokane, Washington, and I just realized, no, 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 I can't go that direction, and I, I got a voice and a word from God, and it sounded just like my man of God. Amen. I want you to know, amen, every time you hear an evangelist preach, uh, you're getting a word from God. Every time I get up and teach the word of God and preach the word of God, you are hearing the voice of God, and the more we can attune our ears to that, the better off that we'll be. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Learning how to hear the word of God. Learning how to hear the voice of God. It might seem ordinary, but it's supernatural. I'm done teaching right here. But it amazes me. I've talked with this with my pastor. He said it many years over the pulpit. I've said it. It amazes me how many people need a word from God. And they don't make it to church. And almost always, there is something in that service for that individual. I, I know it's happened for me. I felt so strongly God gave me a word for an individual. And I was ready and, and I was getting ready to preach it. And then I looked out in the crowd. Nobody's there. Well, not nobody. Y'all were here. Praise God. 
<laughs> now, I've had moments like that. Amen. But but you teach Bible studies to one or two people, and it, it just, you know, you get used to it. But but I remember there's been times, and I know my pastor had this. He knows that that was a word from God. God was speaking to that individual, but they didn't show up. My pastor always put it this way, that God's word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that which it was set out to do. And, and, and if you need an answer from God, amen, if you can't get an answer in any other way, show up to church. Show up to the house of God. And y'all are part of the Wednesday crowd. I know y'all show up, you're gung-ho for Jesus, amen. But, but there's something about that, that 99% of the battle is just showing up. And, and I really need an answer for my family. I really need an answer for my business. I really need an answer, amen, for my marriage or my kids or whatever. The, you fill in the blank there. But when you show up to the house of God and the preacher gets to preaching, it might not even be what he was talking about. But in that moment, while Peter yet spake these words, God can begin to speak to you and you can hear the voice of God. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Simply by coming here tonight, you are learning how to hear the voice of God. Simply by showing up, amen, you are learning how to hear the voice of God. When you hear somebody preach the word, in season, out of season, you are hearing the voice of God. Amen. When you go and you see what God can do and what he's created, you are able to see his eternal power and Godhead. You can hear the voice of God. God. Amen. When you open that Bible, you can read and hear the voice of God. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you can hear the voice of God. I'm done teaching. Would you lift up your hands? I want to open up this altar. If you feel comfortable, I want to encourage you to come to this altar. Amen. We'll talk about that at another time. But when you come to the altar, you can hear the voice of God. You can, he might speak to you audibly. He might give you a word in your heart. Amen. But God's voice will be heard. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. I'm going to get a word from God.